0: Hey, listener. This podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18-plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers.
1: Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today we're going to be doing the much-awaited question and answer episode, Minisode. This is where you guys sent us a bunch of questions and we're going to answer them for you. And then I think we have come up with a few questions for each other. And it'll just be a fun chat. And a lot of rambles, which you guys seem to like, so let's get into it. I'm gonna apologize, this is my fault for not um, putting out the Den of Vipers episode yet again. Last time was Tori's fault, so this time was my fault. It was my turn. (laughs) Um, As Tori and I were just discussing, I went on a lovely family holiday with my amazing husband and beautiful children and it was a vacation I wanted to leave immediately so <laughs> it was uh, our first family vacation and I was not prepared to be on vacation with two little children it was fine but it's fine it's fine it was only three days at the beach down the beautiful um Jersey shore which I love the Jersey shore because of the people Like, you see a smorgasbord of people. Everybody's down there. You get people that are from a different planet, it feels like. (laughs) And uh, Mr. Savage went to set up the the beach area for us um, before I went with the kids. And... He had the stroller with him packed to the gills. And I love him so much because I show up and he's like, oh, you just missed it. There was a dude here who could have been on one of your covers. (laughs) He's like, he helped me bring the stroller up the steps. (laughs) He's like a a hot surfer dude. He's like, swear to God, he could have been like Aquaman. I'm like, I miss Aquaman. So bad, I didn't see at least you didn't miss Thor. No, but yeah, it was was so mad, so mad. But I love it because he just was pointing out hot dudes to me the whole trip because we're on the beach. Sounds like a good time, yeah, that's where the good time ended. (laughs) Because we came home, and like, like I was telling you before, it was just like a mess. I've but I've been parenting nonstop, twenty-four hours a day, for a solid five days, and I want—I want it to end. I want to go back to daycare. I don't care if that makes me feel like a horrible mazel, make me sound like a horrible mother. I want to go back to work. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Today, I had to take the kids to this like indoor jungle gym area to keep them occupied while mr savage battled the playground that we bought we bought this playground set for the kids because both the kids are born in august and we decided to make a little bit of an investment put a jungle gym thing in the backyard so that the kids could play and we don't have to take them anywhere we could theoretically live, live the dream sitting in our you know, porch backyard area, watch them play on the playground, drink a drink, not have to go anywhere. Well, Miss Savage told me to look into it and get it. And yeah. I don't have the best spatial awareness.
0: It's huge. Tori, it's so big. <laughs> Does it at least fit in the
1: backyard? It fits, but like it takes up and I have a big backyard. Okay. I don't have, I have a pretty decent size. I don't know the square feet, but it's big and it takes up about half the backyard. It takes up almost all the grass area. Wow. Cause we have a, a patio we just put in. It's about three feet off the patio, which I did not expect. And he has to build this like box thing to put it on. I don't know. Got a level. Man, thanks. Okay, I don't know any about this. So he was cursing me all day because he has to figure out how to put this thing. Because it's it's coming. Like it's gonna be here next week. We can't return it. It's huge. It's special delivered. Like it's coming by like I don't like I don't think we can get rid of it. So he's gonna make it fit somehow. <laughs>
0: We will all send good thoughts to Mr. Savage this weekend. Yes. But,
1: I mean, I enjoyed watching him hammer shit in the backyard, getting all sweaty. That's always a good time. Yeah. He's uh, my very handy handyman. Love it. I I do really appreciate him. Because one of our listeners posted... I don't know if she wants to be named, but like she posted something like she bought a house and it's like, (laughs) she's like, it's a sham. (laughs) I miss renting because everything breaks and you have to fix it yourself. A hundred percent. Everything breaks and you have to fix it yourself. If you live in an apartment, you just call your landlord and they come fix it. You know, not your problem. Uh, I am very lucky because Mr. Savage is very handy. He built this whole house himself so he can fix anything. Wow. Yeah, um, so I don't know how people like who don't have handy people around do things. Duct tape. <laughs> I see you have some experience. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was by myself for a very long time before Mr. Klein and I got together. <laughs> see, I'm very spoiled
1: in that aspect because. I've never lived alone, which is a kind of a bad thing. Uh, I think we you and I have talked about this before, possibly. Like I've lived with my parents, then I lived in college with a roommate who is still my BFF, loved living with her. Um, but lived on campus, and it wasn't like, you know, your own apartment. It was like a dorm situation. And then I lived with my parents again, and then I moved in with Mrs. Savage. So I never lived by myself. So everything's always been just taken care of. Like my father took care of everything in our our house. The dorm people took care of the dorm stuff.
0: And then Mr. Savage was always there. I think I'm jealous. (laughs) Although I have to admit, I loved living on my own. As you all know, I hate people. I am a hermit. Hermits unite, go us. So living on my own was... I didn't have to schedule alone time. Um, This weekend, well, this morning, Mr. Klein's dad had surgery. Um, He had an aneurysm in his stomach that had to be removed. And Mr. Klein, because he's Mr. Klein and can't look at a calendar, was scheduled to go out of town. So I'm on dad duty. And his dad's still in the hospital. Surgery went well. Mr. Klein is gone, and I have the whole house to myself. Our housemate is at her boyfriend's house. She will be there all weekend. I have two bottles of wine and ice cream. It is going to be a great weekend.
1: I'm so freaking jealous. <laughs> I'm very sorry about Mr. Klein's dad and his whole situation, but I'm so jealous of you're alone. I have never been, al- I haven't been alone in so long. I can't tell you last time I was alone in this house. Actually, never. I've never been alone in this
0: house. I couldn't live that way. I mean, when our housemate moved in, it was last May, maybe. I had like a nervous breakdown. Because it had all, it had been Mr. Klein and I for several years. The other Mrs. Klein passed away in 2018. So... From that time until May, it had been just Mr. Klein and I, and we balanced our time alone and we had two separate rooms. So that way, if I needed time alone, I could just go and close my door and he wouldn't bother me or he could go to his room and close the door and I wouldn't bother him. Hmm. So it worked out really well. And then all of a sudden we're back to one bedroom. And there's a relative stranger in my house because I didn't, while she had been Mr. Klein's best friend for years, she lived overseas. So I didn't, I didn't have a chance to really get to know her. And it was distressing. I love her to pieces now, but having alone time is really, really nice. I have two children. You're not going to be alone until,
1: until they're 18. I don't get to pee alone. I don't get to do anything alone. I have no alone time. The only alone time I have is maybe an hour because I come home from work a little bit earlier than Mr. Savage and he picks up the children from daycare. Usually I drop them off and he picks them up. So I get maybe an hour. And at that time, I'm usually like, cleaning the kitchen up putting dishes away like getting dinner started you know things like actually not usually not getting dinner started I'm lying Mr. Savage does most of the cooking but you know I'm just cleaning up the kitchen from the morning's mess so it's not even like I'm just hanging out uh sometimes I do sometimes I say screw it (laughs) just go upstairs and lay in bed and read a whole bunch Um, sometimes I take a nap but like that's the extent of my alone time I haven't had any alone time in many a years. <laughs> At least four because my oldest is going to be 4 in, in this coming August. So um but yeah, no. Living alone would have been nice to just to try it. You know, it's just, just kind of sad because I've never tried it. I've always lived with somebody. But it's fine. It's this house is big enough that we can can spread out a little bit. It's just the children. Uh, And that's, we did that to ourselves. Like that's not ending, like you said, for a little while. So anyway, we should get to maybe some of the questions.
0: Okay. Um, I'll start. Why don't we just go back and forth? Mm -hmm. I don't know if these folks want their names mentioned. So I'm just going to read the questions and you'll know who you are. Exactly. Um, And the first one was, how do you pick the next book? Can we request for you to read one and then review it? Uh, we just kind of choose one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can request one. Absolutely, we love having requests. I have a whole, I have a whole spreadsheet of suggestions and recommendations that y'all have provided already. So we kind of do a mishmash of what's on there and what looks interesting to us that particular week. Yeah, and then we decide. I, I started the project with a calendar that laid out what days we were going to record and what days we were going to post and what we were going to record. And it covers like through December. <laughs> I am an organizational freak, but really it's all gone out the window and we're just looking at it yes. right now.
1: Pretty much. I mean, like we've said from most of these episodes, like, we're doing this for fun. We really enjoy doing this with each other. and. F- we're glad that you guys enjoy listening to us. Um, we, this isn't anything that we're doing for money. We're not getting paid. We're not doing anything sponsorship wise. So this is just for fun, and we're kind of just doing it as as we like. We're winging it. You seem to be liking it. Maybe we'll get a little bit more organized again at some point, but we're just doing it for fun. So yeah, absolutely send your requests and but, you know, don't hate it if we might not like it. Here's a little bit of a, a teaser for all you dinner Vipers fans. You might not
0: like that episode that's going to come up. I don't have the nicest things to say. This is one of those times when we're going to disagree because I thoroughly agree. Yeah, it's
1: fine. Because we've known this about each other. I don't like the reverse harem books. And you do. I love them, so it's fine. That's where we're going to disagree on, but uh, we'll we'll get to a then on dander vipers episode. But that's actually not where I have the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so I'm going to read one that's like I guess more for you because the next one down would be for me. You could read that one to me later. Okay. Um. Oh no, this is for you, Tori. I'm sorry. Um, A personal question for Tori, more about your way of life. They've heard us talk about it and a little bit on the podcast. And they have more of a specific questions like, you know, how does it work? Like, how does your way of life work, Tori? And And this is regarding your poly
0: status. Well, I have not always been poly. I was very monogamous for quite a while. And I got involved with someone who lived in England. And we were together for several years. But we decided to open a relationship up for physical reasons because we lived on two separate continents. And we saw each other four or five times a year, which is not a lot in comparison. But I had, I met Mr. Klein while I was still with my previous partner. And we gamed together, but but nothing else happened. Then a couple of years later, we ran back into each other about six months after my relationship ended. And I think I may have mentioned before, before we, we actually played around, he introduced me to his girlfriend. And I thought, huh, that's kind of interesting. So I did some reading. The Ethical Slut was my was my go-to. I don't, hang on and let me get the author. It's Janet Hardy, um, The Ethical Slut, A Practical Guide to Polyamory Open Relationships and Other Adventures. It's a fabulous book that I cannot recommend highly enough if this is something you're interested in. And Mr. Klein and I didn't get serious for a while. I mean, we we lived, he was in New York. I was in Tennessee. So we met at several gaming conventions and we did visits. Um, and I fell for he and his girlfriend and they fell for me. Yeah. So it started out being a, a fairly closed relationship between the three of us. And I guess the difference between a poly relationship and an open relationship in my mind is the emotional connection. Um, An open relationship tends to be more sex driven and Polly seems to be more of of an emotional connection as well as the physicality. So I don't date a whole lot and that's not because I'm not interested or it's not because Mr. Klein doesn't want me to. It's simply because it's a whole lot of work that I'm not Mm. interested in putting out. Um, I'm very happy with my, my hermit nature. Um, Mr. Klein has two girlfriends and several fuck buddies and we talk about everything. Um, there's, there's nothing that is out of bounds for he and I to talk about. So there's really no cause for jealousy because I always know what's going on. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's the other question. Um, do you have any specific, like, rules about that? Um, do you still get general, jealous? Because jealousy is a very human, like, emotion, right? Everybody feels it, even if you're not, quote, unquote, supposed to, you know. Um, you know, what, because this, this um, listener wants to know the rules. And do you get jealous? Is everything open? What you said it is. Because that's what I love about Reverse Harem is the openness, so it isn't cheating. You could still technically cheat, right? As if, let's just say, Mr. Klein went out and hooked up with somebody and then didn't tell you about that person, that would be cheating, right? Yes. Okay. He would get his butt kicked. (laughs) Yeah. I would kick his ass for that. It's it's a hypothetical. Poor (laughs) Mr. Klein.
0: (laughs) He would never. (laughs) He wouldn't. Uh, No. Um, But. We don't have a lot of rules, um, except open communication Okay. and neither of us would just go out and fuck somebody, okay. some random hookup. Um, unless we say, you know, Hey, Mr. Klein, I'm feeling frisky. You're not interested. I'm yeah. Gonna go.
1: I'm going go to the bar. <laughs> I'm to the bar.
0: At which point he would say, what's wrong with you? Who are you? And I'm to looking at your password. Um, and yes, doppelganger passwords are a thing. We have those. For body snatched. That way I will always know when he's at when he's acting out of character. Interesting. I'm mm. a bizarre human being. Well,
1: I think our listeners are gonna have a few more questions for me. <laughs> but the
0: big permission, the big thing is that we get permission before anything happens with someone else. Yeah. And then open communication. And there's not really anything. I can't think of anything else that we have actual rules for Um, condoms. Yeah. Safe sex is always the thing. Condoms are a requirement. No fluid with anybody else. Now, does that
1: include his girlfriends? Yes. Okay. So, and again, like I'm going to ask these questions. If you don't feel comfortable, don't answer them, obviously. But so obviously you and Mr. Klein don't use condoms or do you?
0: We actually do. Okay. Um, because he's in the healthcare industry and he's on the front lines. Okay. And the likelihood or possibility of him picking something up is higher than normal. Yeah. I would be okay with with risking it, but he's not. Okay. That's fair. So. So condoms with everybody. Condoms with everybody. You. Okay. But both of his girlfriends have other partners as well. So that's just a whole lot of people to keep track of. And it's easier to just blanket it. Yeah. As far as the jealousy is concerned, it was a problem for me for a while. And the way that we dealt with it was, one, we talked about everything. And two, we had some things that were just for us, like, he didn't sleep with anybody but me as far as actual sleep is concerned like like snoring yes yes (laughs) yeah gotcha because to me that was more intimate than sex yeah so that was a no-go and even with his girlfriends he didn't sleep with them that's recently changed well not recently I guess probably a couple of years but but we took that off the table a while back Another thing that we did that was just between he and I was I enjoyed being choked. Okay. Breath play is, is something that I have a, I am a huge fan of.
1: I think we knew that.
0: <laughs> Shocking, I know. <laughs> but that was something else that he didn't do with anyone else. Okay. With his other partners. Again, that's something that was tabled and we, we take, we've we taken that off the table because at least one of his other girlfriends is as big into that as I am. So she and I sat down and talked about it. Okay. And we, we did the pros and cons and we discussed the fact that I was concerned and I changed my mind. Okay. Um, I have an open dialogue with both of the girlfriends. So not only do I hear things from Mr. Klein, but I also have both women coming to me Or if I have concerns, I can just go straight to them and say, hey, this bothers me. Let's talk about
1: it. You've mentioned before, at least with one of them, that you're very good friends with,
0: right? Yeah. Um, One of them lives in Cincinnati. And I guess I see her maybe every two months, something like that. But we talk online all the time, we FaceTime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and frequently Mr. Klein will come in talking to her and she'll end up talking to me instead. Is that the one that you went wine tasting with? No, that's the one that's, that's local. Okay. And she and I are friends, but I wouldn't say we're close. Okay. Um, simply because she's a very busy woman and I, we haven't had the time to really build that relationship, but we're good enough friends that we can go and hang out for a day and it not be awkward
1: that's good. Now you've also mentioned that you are heteroflexible. Yes. Do you ever like sleep with his girlfriends, even when he's not there or it's not?
0: Not since the other Mrs. Klein passed away. Okay. His in-town girlfriend, we flirt, but we haven't taken it to the next level. Okay. I don't know if we will. Fair. So,
1: and obviously, you don't have any other partners, like, as you, because you don't want to. It's not because you're not, like, allowed or or anything. You just, you just said you're just not interested in
0: that. It's, it's totally a personal preference. Yeah. Mr. Klein, between the two girlfriends and folks that he just fucks, I would say that he's probably out on the town four nights of the week. Oh, Wow um and I just I don't have the energy for that nympho nympho is all I'm going to say about that my god the man may be a sex addict you almost
1: have to be in a way
0: right like on some
1: level because to satisfy to, that to satis- n- exactly yeah I'm not saying it as a negative but like to satisfy that many women oh yeah you have to like be on a, some sort of level of nymphomaniac or like you said, like sex addict of at least a little bit.
0: Yes. I, I concur completely. I don't have a very high sex drive. Um, that's something that has gotten lower as I've gotten older. And with some of the medications that I take, um, for my mental health, that's a side effect. And I'm willing to let that go because the benefits are so much. Of course. So risk reward. And that's normal anyway with age. That's yeah. Not, yeah, absolutely. And I had a hysterectomy in 2011 and I'm not able to be on hormones because I have a specific type migraine and estrogen makes the possibility of a stroke higher. Oh, wow. So I'm not allowed to, I haven't been on, had hormones in years. So that also contributes to the lack of a sex drive, but just because I don't have a sex drive and I'm not interested, it shouldn't bother. It shouldn't affect him in any negative way.
1: Well, you know? apparently, it's not.
0: It's not. <laughs> he doesn't have problems.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I said, it's totally normal. Uh,
0: when oh, there's one other rule. Oh, we have the right of first refusal. So if he wants to go out and get laid. He has to check with me and make sure that I don't want to get laid first. Oh, that's fair. But if I want to get laid and I want sex, I have first dibs. Okay. That's fair. Likewise, if I want to get laid, he has the right to say, nope, we're getting it on tonight. Gotcha. Before I go swear. Okay.
1: I gotcha. That's fair. All right. Is there anything else? Do I have any other questions for this? Well, you touched on this before. Do you ever date the same person you
0: used to? We used to. Yeah. Um, The other Mrs. Klein, and he had dated for three or four years before I came into the picture. And the relationship just naturally evolved between the three of us. And I think that's the only, I think that's the only person that we have both dated at the same time and like I said she passed away in 2018 from cancer and that was really hard for both of us yeah she was one of my best friends and she and he were married which just for the record Mr. Klein and I are not married we did a hand fasting ceremony Aww. but there's nothing like in other- the books
1: I love it sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry I just got so excited. (laughs) Oh, man, you're going to have to tell me all about that. Anytime. Now. Um, Go.
0: Now. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is the episode, girl. We have to fill up time with jibber-jabber. Us and about 30 of our closest friends got together at one of the parks. And a friend of ours performed the ceremony for us. I was all dolled up in, I don't want to say Renfair clothes because it wasn't, but it, but it was in that style.
1: Renfair inspired.
0: Renfair Renfair inspired. And we grilled out and basically we, we, we did a promise ceremony with commitment to each other and the other Mrs. Klein was there. She she got to be a part of it and she helped me organize everything. Just like when they got married, I helped her organize her wedding. So it was it was a good time. Oh, it's adorable. That was in August of 2018. I
1: really love that you're horrible at dates, because I'm really horrible at dates myself. <laughs> Mr. Savage and I got engaged, got Married, we we married, uh, we got married twice. Uh, <clears throat> the first time was in our friend's backyard for insurance purposes. We were already engaged. And then the second time we had like the actual wedding, you know, like the big wedding, but we were already married. All three of those dates had to be the same date because I would not remember three different dates.
0: <laughs> I have everything on a calendar and I could look up and see when the, the hand fasting was. But... Yeah that's the only way I remember we don't really celebrate anniversaries okay um Mr. Klein is not really a celebratory person so we don't do a whole lot of that so it's it's not something that we we keep track of as a general rule
1: okay it's just an excuse for us to drop the kids off at my parents house at this point and go have some dinner (laughs) so (laughs) let's not get too excited about me and Mr. Savage celebrating our wedding anniversary because most of the time it's just we love food. Uh, both of us really like to eat and drink, so it's just the let's just go let's go get some food at a nice restaurant in town without screaming children, and then come home to the screaming children, which <laughs> pretty, pretty much it. But that's amazing. Um, let's see if there's any other questions that are about your lifestyle everybody wanted to know about it because it's fascinating i know a little bit about that stuff um because i listen to the pink kink podcast mm-hmm. which i've noted i've mentioned before and they talk a lot about that kind of stuff because um i believe rara is a poly kind of relationship and it's part i guess of the lifestyle in general so I know a little bit about it through that, which is, I always found it really interesting. Um, like you said, though, it seems like so much work because it's not just sex, like you said, it's just a whole other person you have to think about.
0: <laughs> it would be a lot easier if it were just sex. In my yeah. for me, that would be easier. Um, because it having to take multiple people's well-being, and emotional health into consideration is hard. And I will say this for Mr. Klein. He does not pick easy women. Mm-hmm. We are all crazy. <laughs> and my hat's off to him for being able to manage all of us.
1: <laughs> for him. He deserves a medal. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, Mrs. Savage and I would not be able to do that. We are especially him. He hates people. He's like you. So he just has to deal with me and I am plenty for him. As uh, noted before by ordering a humongous play- playground he has to now deal with because although I really I-, I take that back. He okayed it. I showed it to him. He looked at the dimensions. He said, okay, I just clicked buy. So he's got himself to blame for that one. Um, but I personally wouldn't be able to, I'm, I think I would be too jealous. I can't, I don't think I'd be able to do that. Um, In case you haven't noticed in my book preferences, (laughs) I do like me a jealous, possessive guy. And I don't, obviously you can't do that in a poly relationship because the whole thing falls apart. So, (laughs) um, and although I I think at this point, Mr. Savage will be, plenty happy to just hand me off to somebody else to deal with. <laughs> um, all right. Maybe we go to another
0: question. We always, run, we always circle back. And, um. Okay. My turn. What is your favorite dark romance and why?
1: Oh, the first one that comes to mind is, and I have a love hate relationship with this dark romance. So let's just take it with a green assault. salt. Born to be Bound by Addison Kane. It is a dark Omegaverse. And Omegaverse has like a, a hold on my soul.
0: That's all I've been reading for the last like three weeks.
1: Yeah. I love Omegaverse um, for multiple reasons. Usually Primal is in there and I love me some Primal. The Nodding is, I don't know what, why, but I just love that shit um also the omegas and like the alphas like like dynamic is really interesting usually it's like the the omegas are like really fighting them which i really like i like when they fight um was always injustice involved anyway so this book by which we're going to be doing at some point we'll do these these books uh it's just another series and of course like they're all series so it's just going to take us a long time to get through um it's the first omega verse i've ever read i didn't know it was a thing until i stumbled upon it goodreads was like hey you might like this and i clicked it i read the description and it it had non-con in in the description and i was like sold (laughs) i'll read it right now (laughs) um and it's a I loved it. I I love everything about it because, well, not everything actually. Um, We'll talk about it when we do the episode, but I have a big problem with Shepard who is the hero Mm -hmm. um, because he does the one, he breaks the one rule of all romance and he cheats on her. He cheats on her. And that's like the (laughs) one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're looking at me like, excuse me, why are you telling me about this book and how much you love it? <laughs> I had a huge problem with it because I was reading it and it got to that point. And he does it while she's in the next room like clearly aware what's happening. Oh, that's yeah. even worse. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it it broke me. I was like, I don't know if I can read this anymore. Um, he has his reasons for doing it, but I still think it's nonsense and I don't like it. I think Addison Cain did it on purpose to kind of like push the romance genre, like see how far she can go with getting away with it because mm-hmm. she put literally everything in this, like everything in this book has a trick, like everything is a trigger. You turn a page, trigger, 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 trigger. It's one of the darkest things I've ever read in my whole life. So I'm, I'm sure everyone's going to go running to it now. <laughs>
0: I look forward to us reading it. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, surely for the purpose that I know we're going to do it. and I am I am edging myself on that. Ooh,
1: one. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's one I really, really enjoy. I reread parts of it a lot. Um, I don't reread the whole thing because I skip the parts I don't like, like the cheating. Um, but it's got everything I like. It's got non-con. He kidnaps her. He injects her with some um hormones to go make her go into heat because he wants to knock her up real quick for multiple reasons. It's like it's the it's everything I like in a book. <laughs> she escapes hey. him multiple times. He tracks her down, he hunts her down. It's it's epic. It's it's a great read. And there's a lot of action in it. There's a lot of sitting around because she is trapped in his room. Um, but there's a lot of like her running away from him and there's like a lot of action sequences in it oh that's that's my favorite dark romance awesome also my least favorite dark romance
0: (laughs) funny how that works isn't it yeah what about you oh god i've been thinking sitting here trying to come up with an answer and i don't have one um i don't know if we've talked about this or not um I was in a car accident in 2016 and I broke my back and several other things, but since then, I don't have much of a memory. So unless I am writing something down and I can go back and refer to it, I can read something and then three months later I could read it again and it's like I'm reading a whole new book that's kind of cool which is really kind of cool because i enjoy a lot of my favorite books multiple times yeah but that makes it hard for me to tell you what my favorite is all right because i don't remember all of them
1: that's fine um everybody just go read mine (laughs) (laughs) because we're going to be reading it for the podcast at some point so um the although i'm gonna have to tell you the other thing i don't like about that series is that it's not finished oh yeah um addison kane writes starts a bunch of series this lady this freaking lady starts a bunch of series and doesn't finish them and then starts another one and like they come out but they're they take such a long time in between you know they're like Mm -hmm. a year apart so i am still waiting for the happily ever after for Claire and Shepard hasn't happened yet. Wow. Okay. Um, But I guess it works because they're just so good that I'm willing to suffer. (laughs) (laughs) So there's your um, FYI for those. If you start them, you're going to have to wait. (laughs) Um, Okay. We're going to find one for you. Okay. This is kind of for both of us as well. I'm um, listening to your latest episode now. You mentioned you don't, Nat doesn't like reverse harems. I would like to know here more in detail why um, I don't like them, and then also why you, Tori, like them so much. So, why do you go? Why do you like reverse harem so much?
0: I like the intricacies of the relationships. Okay. I. We've established that I am a plot person and not a smut person. Yeah. And most of the books that I have read with Reverse Harem have had good plots. You know, most of them are slow burns because it takes a while to to develop a relationship with multiple people. Mm -hmm. So they have to focus on the plot and the relationships. And that's what I enjoy. The sex scenes are good, too. Yeah, I am not going to say I do not enjoy (laughs) multiple people sex scenes, because that would be a lie. But that's not the reason that I, I tend to go for them. Okay, I tend to not enjoy reverse harems that are single standalones, because they don't have the opportunity to really develop their relationships in such a constrained amount of space. Okay. What about you? Why don't you like
1: them? Multiple reasons. The first reason is, honestly, because there's too many people to keep track of. I get very confused with who's doing who, who's where, what position, like, who's watching, who's doing, who's, I don't know, videotaping. (laughs) I get, I have to almost like make a diagram, you know, it's, it's hard to keep track of everybody and their involvement in the smut, but also not the smult smut. Um, The other part is I've mentioned it before uh, in this episode, even I like my men jealous and possessive and you cannot have a jealous and possessive man in a reverse harem because then the whole harem falls apart and it doesn't work. They have to, Simult like they have to have that open communication. They they can't be jealous. They can't be possessive. They have to be open, and they have to share. And I don't like sharing. I don't want to be shared. The other part is like I don't know about you. I usually self insert into a book. Yes, right. I'm reading a book about a six foot two blonde lady. Must have been a typo. She's five two with dark curly hair. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um i because i wouldn't enjoy that in my personal life i i just have trouble being absorbed in it you know i, I don't see myself in it and it might be like i guess kind of wrong for me to say like but i just if i don't see myself in it i'm not as likely to enjoy reading it
0: i think that makes a lot of sense yeah I would challenge you on that they can't be jealous or possessive. Okay. But generally what I see is that the harem is jealous and possessive with anybody outside the harem. Yeah. But they are very possessive of of their lady.
1: Okay. So the other thing I have to bring up, uh, because we're talking a lot about reverse harem, and I just learned this literally like maybe 30 minutes before I started taping that we are not supposed to be using reverse harem as a term anymore, because it is harmful to the poly community. Apparently. I don't know too much about it. Like I said, I just found out about it. Uh, I think what people want us to use from now on is why choose romance rather than a reverse harem.
0: I hadn't heard that, but I will keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. I don't like Again, please don't come with us. I don't know the exact reason why. I just know it's something to do with uh, and I have to go look at research into it a little bit more because I haven't had the time because we just hopped on to record this, but i I saw a lot of people on book Talk talking about why they they aren't gonna be using the the term reverse harem anymore because it is almost like a slanderous term. Um, so okay. So from now on, let's uh, try to use why choose, <laughs> why choose, um, and then maybe on the next episode, because we will be doing Den of Vipers, we'll talk a little bit more about why, when we figure it out, <laughs> uh, maybe some of you already know why, cause you're smarter than us.
0: And if you didn't know, feel free to tag us and let us know.
1: Yeah. Tag us or email us at trigger at gmail.com. Let us know why, so that we don't sound like bumbling idiots, um, so that is why I do not re- enjoy why choose romance. <laughs> I want to be chosen by one person.
0: <laughs> there is one other thing um, about why, and this kind of goes back into the poly discussion. I think that it is very hard, and my past relationships have showed me that it's very hard to have one person who is re. I'm going to use the word responsible, but only because I can't think of a better one. It's not completely accurate, but one person being responsible for your happiness. There are so many different sides to a person that it's hard for one person to meet all of those needs. Okay. So when I am during the times that I have been dating, I generally look for a partner who offers me things that Mr. Klein does not. For example, I am big on the BDSM um, lifestyle. Mr. Klein is not. So I typically look for someone who has that in common with me because I don't get that at home. Okay. And the why choose novels the different personalities of the harem or not harem um of the guys it's fine will, we I'll can
1: use harem. We'll, we'll, well this isn't new for us
0: <laughs> i literally um, just dropped it on you so you did. so the guys all have different personalities that mm-hmm. speak to different things that the female character is looking for that yeah. couldn't be encompassed all in one person
1: okay that's fair but I still don't like it <laughs> um what's
0: next what is your favorite romance trope and your favorite example of it such as kidnap enemies mm-hmm. to lovers non-con deaf con mafia arranged forced marriages friends to lovers morality chain why choose bully etc yes my answer is the same <laughs>
1: I mean, I think at this point they know what our favorite are. Um mine is uh the firstly is mine. <laughs> mine the trope. Um non-con. I love non-con. Who does non-con better than I don't know. There's so many, there's a few that come to mind. There's a few that come to mind that really, really do it well. Um for non-con. Anna Zares does it brilliantly. We did Twist Me in the beginning. It was the first episode that we ever taped. Um, Dreffy, Annis does non-con real well. Yes. Um, Dylan Page does non-con really, really well. I mean, so many, so many, so many that we probably mentioned before. I If I go into, I could probably do a whole episode on just non-con. Maybe we could do that.
0: Well, Adelaide Forest is another one we can't forget.
1: Of course, no, that's what I mean. Like, there's so many. So many. There's so many. Um, Dina Harper. Have you read Dina Harper's non-con?
0: I don't think so. I don't recognize. Corrupt,
1: corrupt idol by Dina Harper.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Oh God, that's a good book.
1: That's such a good. And again, another one that. Kind of ends in a happily for now, and it never got a second book. I'm still waiting for it. I don't think it's coming. Um, so don't hate me if you're gonna go read that because you're you're gonna be left high and dry. <laughs> um, non con is great. That's one of my first. That's one of the f- real first things that kind of dropped me into dark romance because I really enjoy it. Dub con I love as well because it's that same vibe and i i think zoe blake does it the best for dubcon and i mean like that that whole ruthless obsession series that's all dubcon done perfect like perfectly yeah text uh, yeah kidnapping is again some of my favorites if you guys are interested in that you might want to go listen to um the first episode in in our lovely series. It's a little bit clunky because it's like one of the first ones we recorded. Um, The intro to Dark Romance, we talk about our first favorite tropes. And Anna Zares, again, does kidnapping really well. Um, Another one who does kidnapping really well that a lot of people don't talk about is Megan March. Megan March. Have you read any Megan March?
0: The name sounds familiar but I can't place a book title with
1: it. Hang on, let me find out cuz you know me, I'm horrible <clears> at. <throat> um Megan March. Sorry, Mr. Savage is texting me. Oh good. <laughs> um Ruthless King. Ruthless King, Megan March. There's like a lot of dub con, non-con, kidnapping slash blackmail in that one. Um, She does a really good like anti-hero, like alpha anti-hero. If you guys are into him, they're not super dark. A lot of them aren't. Ruthless King is pretty dark, but a lot of the other ones aren't. But they're still really good. Sorry, getting off
0: track as per usual. If they're not expecting us to get off track, they're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I
1: like all the dark romance tropes. Honestly. What are some of your favorites?
0: Um, well, obviously, white choose? Let
1: mm-hmm. me talked
0: about that. I tend to like the enemies to lovers or bully.
1: Yeah, I don't like bully, but I like enemies to lovers.
0: And... When you combine enemies to lovers with non-con, that's like my nirvana. Mm -hmm. I like to see how the hero can do something that is essentially reprehensible and come back from it to make it happily ever after. The storyline there, for it to be done well and for it to be done right it's always just it blows me away.
1: Yeah, I agree. I love the re- we've talked about this again before. But the reason I love non-con so much in books is because of my upbringing, and um, I love Dubcon for the same reason. Is I'm not supposed to like sex as a woman, so when you and of course when we read it in books, like even though it's non-con, the lady always comes like eight thousand times. <laughs> and it's the best sex of her life so when your partner makes you like it mm-hmm. it's okay and you're not like a bad person but if you're just out there enjoying sex you're a bad person again not true but that's the way i was brought up so i understand I like,
0: that perfectly
1: yeah because we were brought up in a very similar way uh even though it was completely different in a way as well the
0: values were very much the same
1: honestly it's so weird we've talked about this before but, like, the Soviet upbringing and the Christian upbringing are so similar. Like, the purity culture of it all, mm-hmm. so similar and so toxic and horrible. Yes. But it's there. Um, and I know a lot of uh, people who, who have come from a Christian background who, like, feel the same way as, as you and I. I don't know too many people from a Soviet background bef- besides like me and my family, but um I can only assume that it's correct because it's literally the same thing. It just you take God out of it when it comes to Soviet and you right. put God into it when it comes to Christianity. So anyway, I like dark I, I love non con because of that stuff. Like it just makes it, I guess it's just like a weird, stupid thing that's in my brain that says, like, oh, but this means that it's okay.
0: <laughs> That's one of the reasons that I like consensual non-consent. There you go. Because that choice is taken away from me. Yeah. Um, I am a control whore. (laughs) I will admit it. I am not ashamed of it. Um, I am very submissive in the bedroom. Mm. And I enjoy being forced to do things that I might not otherwise do.
1: See, I'm not. I only like it in books. I don't know if I'd be able to do that in real life. Maybe. I don't know. I like, I I really, I don't know. A lot of people aren't interested in it and there's nothing wrong with that. No. I am in the minority. I'm not. No, I actually think you're not. I think there's a lot of people who are into it. They maybe are too ashamed to say that they are, but I think there's a lot of women who are into it, especially I'm looking at like, we're going back to tiktok but i'm on tiktok 95 percent of my life uh mr savage calls me a sick his third child <laughs> it's an app that's made for children um but a lot of uh there's a lot of book talk and kink talk overlap a lot for multitudes of reasons so there's a lot of people that i've come across that are submissive women and there's like a lot of dominant men that they like follow and like Drool over. So I think that there's a lot of that in real life. It's just people don't want to talk about it because it's so taboo. And because I think the other reason is we've been brought up in the in this day and age to be strong, independent women who don't need no man. And like you're not supposed to be submissive, right? Right. So people are afraid to say it because they don't want to sound weak or I don't know, like not politically correct almost I don't know I can see that so I think I don't think you are in the minority I think that you are quite in the correct like I I think a lot of people I I think you're in good company is what I mean (laughs) you're in good company I don't think I I don't know if I'd be able to do it honestly it's not because of like shame or anything I just don't know if I'd be able to do it I love reading about it I love all that shit in books there's a lot of shit in books I like. That I wouldn't like in real in real life. We've discussed that too. So, um, which is the problem with Mrs. Savage listening to this podcast? <laughs> it's gonna get some ideas. It's not gonna go over well. Um, you're doing just fine, Mrs. Savage. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Like, we're, we good. I mean, obviously, if if you want to do something, you let me know. I'll probably be down for it because we know me. I'm down for pretty much anything. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, we have got, oh god, we've gone off so much track. Back to the
0: tropes we like and good examples of them. I really liked the Kings of Quarantine series or the, the actual series is Brutal Boys of, of Everlake Prep. Okay. Um but it starts out with Kings of Quarantine and it is a bully who I choose. And it was my introduction to who I choose. And they do some, some crazy, crazy shit to the female char- main character. Tatum is a saint for putting up with them. But watching that relationship change and develop really drew me in Mm -hmm. the bullying is really severe in the first book and into the second book so anybody who's interested in it be prepared there's not a lot of sex and there's a lot of dark bullying Mm -hmm. Um, everything picks up in book two and book four is probably one of the best books I have ever read
1: Wow.
0: Um, the authors are Caroline Peckham and Susan, no, Suzanne Valente. Okay. Um, they're sisters from England. Ooh. And I have not read anything of theirs that I didn't like.
1: They've, they've tapped into your veins.
0: <laughs> they have tapped into my veins. Um, the, well, okay, I can't say that because there's one series that I haven't finished yet. Zodiac Academy, book eight comes out in December, but book nine comes out in December. And I was so pissed off at book four that I couldn't go to book five until I knew book eight was out so that I could finish the whole series because that cliffhanger killed me.
1: Book Talk loves Zodiac Academy. So you're in good company.
0: Oh, it's fabulous. And it's written. It is so well written. And there's, I've never read it. Oh, it's not a reverse harem or it's not a white Jews. Okay um paranormal there's some bullying enemies to lovers I don't think that there's non-con or dub con but I can't I can't swear to that okay but it is it is very very well done
1: so I have a little I, I don't typically typically like bully romances because most of them take place in high school or some sort, or, or, or like a high school, they're, all the people are high school age, usually. Mm-hmm. And as a 35-year-old lady, I have a lot of trouble relating to those books. Back when I was in high school or, or even college, absolutely no problem with that stuff because I could self-insert very easily into that now i feel kind of like a creepy old lady reading about that because it's like teenagers doing it
0: (laughs) i don't know i age the characters up okay um and it's not something that i've ever thought about but but it's what i do is i yeah i tend to put them in an older age group as opposed to thinking about them in terms of 18 because really the the idea of somebody being 18 And finding the love of their life that they're going to be with forever and ever and always and everything that's going to be hearts and roses and rainbows. You just don't even want to get me started on that.
1: No. And the other thing we've talked about is all like, there's no way you're good at sex at that age. No. Like you just more or less started having sex at that age. And there's nothing wrong with being bad at sex at that age because you're all learning. Like, I was bad at sex at that age. The person I was with at that age was bad at sex at that age. I'm sure he's fine with it now. Like, I'm sure he's very good at it now. But back then, nobody knew what they were doing. So uh, it's very hard for me to be, to find a believable. And that's why I don't typically like bully. That's why I do love uh, enemies to lovers because it's a similar vibe. But usually they're older and like, it's a different kind of setting, like it's like an office setting or, you know, something that's a little mm-hmm. bit different. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't want to go back. High school was not, not, I was not one of those people who liked high school. Me either. I also, maybe it's personal because I was bullied on high school and like middle school and stuff. Cause I was that weird foreign kid that came over
0: and I just don't want to go back to that time of my life. <laughs> I have one series that I'm going to drag you into reading that. Okay about half the series is bully and half of it is not that's fine i
1: will read whatever you want me to read i'm i'm reading den of vipers right now <laughs> never in my life thought i would read den of vipers so i'll read it it's fine and i'll probably find parts of it very enjoyable uh maybe move to a different question let's see
0: i think it's your turn
1: my turn um will you ever read the Mindfuck series by ST Abby? It's a dark romance about a female serial killer and an FBI guy chasing her. It's so good. By the way, I'm finally listening to your podcast and I'm loving it. Well, thank you for finally listening to our boxes and loving it. We're so happy. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like right up our alley.
0: <laughs> it's been on my TBR for a while. Yeah. Um, But I just haven't been in the right mindset to read it. It is absolutely one that I want to do, though. Yeah. I have heard nothing but good things about it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll read it eventually. Um, Like we've mentioned, we have so many books on our TBRs for the podcast. And sometimes we usually don't, but sometimes an author will reach out to us and they want us to read one of their books. And we can't, like, usually we do say no. um, But sometimes to just, we can't because it just sounds so good. (laughs) So sometimes things get a little shifted in our schedule, but yeah, absolutely. Like we'll, we'll, it's on our list, right? So we'll we'll get to it eventually.
0: Absolutely. Natalia Savage. Also, will you talk about how you met your husband and just ask him when he will come on the podcast? I know he will probably say no, but just love your TikToks where he answers questions. (laughs)
1: That is what I was just texting him about. <laughs> I was trying to get him to come on the podcast. And he is busy at the moment. Um, he's he's getting ready to dig a large hole in the backyard. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not the best time to ask him. Yes, I will drag him on to this podcast eventually. And you probably he probably will enjoy it. And uh, I will probably enjoy it. And you will probably all enjoy it. One of the main reasons I married Mr. Savage is that he is a really funny guy. <laughs> He's freaking hysterical. He always makes me laugh. He's so sarcastic. And um, I met him through a friend. We were uh, This friend and I worked at a store together back in high school. We started in high school, but this was in college. I was still working there. And her husband and my husband went to um, like a auto body school together. I don't know. I don't know the terms. I'm a lady. They went to car school together where they doctor fixed cars. Okay. okay. <laughs> and so they became friends. Um, and this friend of mine said, hey, I have a guy for you. Like you should meet him so i had just broken up about a year before that with my ex-boyfriend who i think i mentioned on this podcast had cheated on me through the whole relationship (laughs) yeah bastard it's honestly it's not i'm not even mad about like we were so young at that point in our lives and i was so prudish and stuck up and i didn't Like I'm sure the guy, the poor guy just wanted to have sex with people and I I would have sex with him, but I I wasn't very adventurous back then. So I'll take some of the blame. It's fine. He shouldn't have done it, but it's, I'm honestly not mad about it. Like I said, he's probably fine with it now. Um, if we were to meet now, we would probably be friendly. Like it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, so I wasn't really interested in dating. Um, but she was like, I have this guy. You should totally meet him. At that point, it had been a year since I was single. And I said, fine. So I went, I went uh, back in the day. I used to be a fun girl. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and germs, I used to have fun. I used to be a cool chick. I was, you imagine the Denna Vipers uh, lady. Okay. She was me back when I was cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I dressed like that, I acted like that i listened to i still do listen to heavy metal um so i was at a con i went to a concert and i f- totally forgot that i told my friend i would go to this party to meet this dude and i left my phone in the car because uh back in the day not anymore i used to go to the mosh pits i used to crowd surf i used to be a great time <laughs> i didn't want to lose my phone so i get back to my car it's past midnight My phone has 8,000 missed calls and messages from my friend. Where are you? This guy keeps asking me about you. Great first impression, Matt. I was like, I was like, buddy, I don't think I'm making it. I totally forgot I had this concert. Like, the concert is an hour away from home. By the time I get home, we have work the next day. This was a Friday night. We worked Saturdays because we worked retail. Like, we have work tomorrow. I really don't think so. Like, no, you really have to come. Like, I promised him that you would come. Everybody's, so I was like, fine. So I show up at this person's house, okay? It's fresh from a concert. If anybody's ever been to a heavy metal concert, it's not, you're not the best afterwards, okay? My hair's a hot mess. I'm sweaty. (laughs) My makeup's running down my face. I don't look or smell the best, okay? But it's fine because everybody at this party is wasted, okay? Okay. I got there well past like 2 a.m. Everybody's so drunk at this point. I'm, I'm stone sober. I was driving from my concert to here. So I show up. My friend introduces me to this guy. He's a good looking guy. Wasted. Okay. Wasted. Completely, completely drunk. And everybody's drunk. And you know when you're sober and everybody else is drunk, they're just so annoying. Yes. Right? (laughs) And I'm like, my God, I can't believe you made me come to this stupid party. Everybody's drunk. I hate it here. He's an asshole. Because he was trying to, I mean, I guess it kind of worked, but he was kind of trying to impress me by doing a push-up concert contest with his friend. Okay. He's doing a push-up concert contest with his friend in the corner of this backyard. (laughs) Oh, I should mention it is a pool party. Everybody is in swimwear. Okay. So he's got her no shirt on and he's totally my type. Okay. My husband is hot. Okay. I'm, everybody knows that I'm a hot lady because you see me on TikTok. I married a hot man. He is um, a very tall Viking with tattoos facial hair like he's got like at that point he had a crazy goatee situation it wasn't the best to be honest with you he looks much better now i fixed him um <laughs> but he's totally my type uh, he got at that point in his fa- in his lifetime he had both his nipples pierced he had an a septum ring he's got i don't remember he's got a bunch of facial piercings okay like he was the quintessential like bad boy Right, so like, that's my my type. So, but he was wasted and acting like a jerk. So I was acting like a stuck up bitch. I was, because everybody was pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> the party la ended. I left, and the next day I were at work. Uh, my friend is hungover. I'm just tired, and she's like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna- I don't think so. I don't think so, buddy." It it wasn't the best first impression for either of us. Okay. Well, my lovely friend is a sneaky, sneaky lady. She texted him. She texted Mrs. Savage and was like, "Hey, Nat wants you to have her number." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did not say that to her. Um, but Mrs. Savage was like, "Hey, this, this lady's hot. I'm gonna text her." Uh. She seems like a bitch but she was hot and everybody knows uh when you're young you don't really care you just want to get laid. So
0: How old were you, text- you?
1: I was 21 21. I just finished high school. I'm not high school. Jeez, sorry. College. I just finished high school. college. Um and he was a year older than me. So he's 22. And he So he texted me and was like, hey, it's Mr. Savage. Your friend, our friend gave me your number, said that, you know, you wanted to chat. Like, you want to go grab coffee? And I was like, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) I did not give anybody my number. And I, at that point, like, he already reached out to me and I was like, you know what? Like, I didn't want to be. I was like, you can have coffee with me. I lived very close to a Dunkin' Donuts. And I was like, all right, we can go get a cup of coffee. If this person is as horrible as I remember them being, I could always just leave. Like it's it's right there. So I, I make up this coffee date and oh my God, guys, I forgot about it. I forgot about the date. Oh God. <laughs> I was like more than half an hour away, hanging out with a bunch of friends of mine. Because I didn't want to go on this date because I forgot, like, I didn't, like, this person wasn't on my radar. And he texted me, he's like, hey, where are you? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I forgot about this date. So here I am, once again, making the best first impression, coming to this date late. Not cute at all, because I was just hanging out with my friends, playing pool. um, Just in, like, shorts and a tank top, no makeup. Like, the first time he saw me, makeup smeared, sweaty, gross. Second time he saw me, just casual, like, no makeup, summer, like, tank top, shorts, not, not the best, and late, very late. (laughs) But we actually hit it off really well. And then he asked me out on, like, another date, and I actually got ready for that date, and then I showed up looking great, and... I will never forget the look on his face because he did not expect that to show up <laughs> because he's seen me like look like a hot mess the first two times. But that's the, the that's how we met. He thought I was a stuck-up bitch. I thought he was an asshole. We fell in love.
0: <laughs> Our very own enemies to lovers.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Definitely. Um. But that was it that's that's we've been together ever since and we've been together for almost 13 years something like that and i'm really bad at dates don't ask me oh i was 21 when we met how old am i now 35 do you do the math <laughs> 14 jesus christ almost 14 years
0: <laughs> math are hard
1: yeah i'm um i'm real bad at math Okay, my whole family, it's really embarrassing. My whole family are enge- engineers. My mom is an engineer. My dad is an engineer. My little brother is an engineer.
0: I can't math. can't math. I can't either. Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone. You are not alone. Me and numbers do not get along.
1: No, but I will, I promise you, I will try to get him on the podcast at some point. Maybe for like an anniversary episode or something. We'll keep okay. it in mind. Yeah, I'll I'll try I'll I really will try. It's just t- today is not a good day to poke the bear. He's not in a good mood. <clears throat> oh my turn. Um, let's see. Oh. I want to know more about Mr. Klein and what his LARP was LARPing situation is. I saw a little movie and I'll try to come up with more questions. Um so I don't think it's actually LARPing because that's the term I used, but he does like, I don't know, like battle play.
0: (laughs) What do you say about that? Hang on, let me get the, let me get what it's actually called. He does LARP um, because he and I are both game geeks. But what you're talking about is he does, um, it is the Society for Creative Anachronism and basically they get together and hit each other with foam sticks um it's two armies who dress up and wear armor and they beat up on each other interesting they there is drinking and wenching and and games and and all kinds of other things um but primarily they beat each other up with foam sticks larping now i mentioned to mr klein that this was a question okay and his response is well you should let me come on and and talk about it
1: yes bring him on
0: um so i was going to do that but he's out of town this week
1: oh that's right you know what maybe we'll do another (gasps) oh here's the sorry i just had this idea we should do a, a an episode where you and Mr. Klein are on, and me and Mr. Savage are on, and we just chat.
0: That would be awesome.
1: We'll do that. All right. We'll schedule note, that. Note to future selves: make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we can revisit this. And the Mr. Savage will give you his full on. You know, when he saw me and fell in love immediately. Okay.
0: Natalia. What are your favorite dark grovels and why? As a fellow fan of the dark grovel, I'm curious. I would love a full episode on like top five dark romance grovels or even non-dark grovels. Oh, man. I will put that on for our Trope Talk episode that we need to do one on, on groveling.
1: Yeah. My f- my favorite Favorite? of Oh God, I love this book so much. Ah, it's a dark Omega Verse. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, is um, uh, hang on, it's Lexi C. Foss, and it's the first one in that Andor. I think it's called Andor Sector. Andor Sector, and it's about this. It's a really cool universe. Honestly, like. Lexi does such a great job with building this universe like you feel like you're in it. Hmm, okay. Basically there was a zombie apocalypse at some point in the past and um in this world there are shifters, there are vampires, there's some witches, there's like a whole bunch of like paranormal and then there're also humans. So most of the humans died out because the zombies ate them. And the Andorra sector shifters are immune to the the zombie virus. So even if they get bit, nothing happens. So they have thrived. But the problem they're having is, as usually in these books, right? In the dark in any Omega verse, they they don't have enough omegas for the for their alphas. So there's a bunch of betas which are kind of useless. Like they're fine, but they're they're useless. Uh, and then there's omegas who are, we all know, like the breeding side of it, like they go into heat and they're like submissive. They're like the lowest food chain on the food chain in, the, in, the, in their whole thing. And then the alphas were like dominant. They run the whole thing. But the alphas can only not and procreate with omegas and there's not enough omegas. So that's the problem. The but they're, they're living in this, like, high sci-fi world with very, like, cool futuristic technology and things like that. And the, the humans are living in caves. I'm going way deep into this, but it's fine. So it starts out with our heroine is on a, what she thinks is a hunt for food. She's a human. And her and her cave friends are out trying to get some food she thought they were going hunting but one of her fellow people decided that it would be a great idea to jump a transport truck of one of these shifters and steal their steal their food um and she gets kidnapped because she's hot so mm-hmm. so they kill everybody else but they kidnap her and they They can transfer people into shifter wolves. They like do this whole process on her because they want to make her hot (laughs) and durable. Because humans, when shifters fuck them, usually die because they can't handle it. I could probably handle it. (laughs) I would be willing to try. Sorry. (laughs) Lexi's going to be cringing listening to this episode.
0: By the way, folks, we're drinking tonight.
1: Oh, we drink every night. Should we just say that we drink every episode? Pretty much, yeah, blanket statement. <laughs> but um, so they make her into, and usually when they transfer, um, convert humans, they turn into betas. Somehow, this lady turns into an omega. Don don don. So the sector alpha, who's like the runs the whole thing, claims her, brings her up to his apartment, like kidnaps her, leaves her there. And he treats her horribly through this whole book. Horribly. Like, he injects her with some breathing shit, makes her go into heat, impregnates her against his, her will. There's a lot of non-con in this. Like, he he rapes her a bunch of times. She loves it because she's going into heat, but, you know, it's still very non-consensual and horrible. But very hot. Uh, so, it's fine. But he treats her really, really horribly. And then towards the end of the book like she's depressed like it's it it's a horrible situation like she's pregnant with his baby he's treating her really well I mean really horribly he's almost ignoring her like he's telling her you've served your purpose you're knocked up like I don't need you until you birth this baby she thinks he's gonna give her to another alpha of course he's not because he's completely obsessed with her but he makes her feel like he's gonna just give her to another alpha when she gives birth to this baby, and like her life will be breeding alphas. And there's this other um, Omega doctor who takes care of her f- through the pregnancy, and she goes ape shit on this sector alpha, which is really honestly brave of her because. He's, like, the highest person on the food chain, and she's a nobody. And she's, like, you treat her so horribly. Like, do you know how, hor- like, her pregnancy might terminate? Because omegas need the alphas during pregnancy and, like, you're whatever. Anyway, so he figures out, like, he goes up there because he hasn't seen her in forever. And she's not nesting. She hasn't showered. She's only eating for the baby. Like, she is not in good state. And he's figured out he has fucked up. And the groveling proceeds.
0: That's my favorite grovel. <laughs> Have you read the Craves the Conquer series by Zoe Ellis? Yes. That is one of my favorite grovels.
1: There you go. Yes, that's a good one too. Uh, I think I've said enough for now. We'll do a whole trope talk about our favorite dark grovels. So I'm not going to give you top five, but that's top one right there. Go read that one. That's my favorite grovel. Um, is there another? Uh, a not. I'll, I'll give you one that's not dark. Um, Deep by uh, Kylie Scott. It's a it's a rock star romance, um, and it's really good. No, again, not dark at all. But the as the heroine gets knocked up by the bassist of this really well known band, and. He thinks that she did it on purpose in a way, like to get money from him because he's a famous musician with lots of money. And he, again, treats her pretty horribly. (laughs) And his sister treats her really horribly through the whole book. And then they like present her with this contract. The sister, the sister presents her with this contract, like being like sign this like NDA, you know prenup kind of situation, you know, for the baby. And you know, we'll give you like a hundred thousand dollars to fuck off. And she gets so mad, the hair gets so mad. She's like, fine, you think you think I'm doing this for the money? She like takes the contract, crosses a bunch of shit out, signs it, and when he reads it, it says like, I want no money from you, I want no support from you. I want nothing from you. And you will never see this baby or me ever again. And the groveling proceeds. <laughs> it's so good. That's that's my non-dark grovel.
0: I love that. Have you read Doctor Stanton? No. It is by T. L. Swan. Okay. And if you if you're not familiar with her, she writes some really good stuff.
1: It's not dark. I have read T. L. Swan, I believe, just not that one.
0: But. Dr. Stanton and the heroine meet in Vegas and she pretends that he's her husband to get rid of some creep who's hitting on her. Mm. They end up spending the night together. She ends up pregnant. (sighs) They go their separate ways. Uh, Well, they go their separate ways and then she, she, she finds out she's pregnant. She doesn't know his real name. She doesn't know where he lives. She has no way to contact him. Four or five years later, she goes to the hospital as a, I don't know if she's a resident or a nurse, I don't remember, but she's working at the hospital, and he is one of the doctors there. Mm. She has a four or five-year-old child, and he finds out, and he decides he's going to take the child away from his mother, (gasps) and he files for custody. No! She is working at a very high priced strip club escort service, Mm -hmm. very elite, very special. And he uses that to try to get custody. That bastard. He, of course, is a customer there.
1: Of course, naturally. Yes.
0: That's not Matt. That doesn't matter. She works there, so that's not okay. And shenanigans ensue. But he ends up doing a massive grovel when he realizes that he is, in fact, in love with her and he doesn't just want the baby. She, he wants her too. So that is, that's a, that's a good non-dark grovel. That's so good. Okay. Now,
1: Now you got me thinking about secret babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about this one book. Hang on. What the fuck was it
0: while you're looking at that I had a storyline in my head <gasps> and I couldn't remember what book it was from I downloaded six books before I found the correct one <laughs> but I couldn't stop until I found the book I got halfway into it I'm like oh this is the right one and I stopped reading no <laughs> What was it problem solved it was trust in advertising by victoria michaels okay um and it's not dark it's a very traditional boss romance um but it had a side character that i wanted to remember and i couldn't think of the name i couldn't think of what it was i just remembered the character and of course characters aren't side characters aren't mentioned in blurbs (laughs) Oh, it took me forever. Oh, no. But I was determined. Oh, no.
1: Oh, boy. So I'm going to keep looking. But um, somebody asked, and I already kind of told you my, I definitely told you my story. But how did you eat each meet your significant others? Um, I told you a whole deep dive of how I met mine. Tori, how does your relationship work? You kind of gave us a whole thing on that. Um, but why don't you tell us about how you met Mr. Klein because you've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I don't think you ever gave us like a whole deep dive.
0: So as I've said before, I'm a gaming geek and there's a convention in Ohio every summer called Origins, which is a huge gaming convention. They have board games. They have card games. They have um, role-playing games. If it's a game, they have it. And I have gone, up until COVID, I think I missed two years from like, in like 20. My friends and I, we, we all go. We, we rent a hotel room. We share it. Many shenanigans. And I went to a promo for a new role-playing game. And there was this absolutely insanely hot guy sitting next to me. I was wearing low cut shirt and I was leaning on the table, so my my boobs were up. And he's like, "The table is at just the right height," and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude?" And he he mentions and I'm like, "Oh crap, I'm, huh?" So we kind of flirted on and off, and we we played the game, and that was a good three or four hours, and. I didn't see him again so the next couple of years I was like oh it would be nice if I ran into that hot guy again um so I kind of kept an eye out because a lot of people go many years in a row um so it was totally conceivable that I could run into him but that year and I think it was I think it was three years after we first met yeah I think it was three I went to a larp which is live action role playing and basically you you kind of play pretend to be a character and you have goals to accomplish and you have to to work with other people and try to find out try to figure out the goal well before i could figure out the goal this hot guy came up to me and introduces himself and we start talking um he's like i remember you and I'm like, I remember you. And we ended up fucking off from the LARP to one of the empty halls in the convention center where we sat and talked for hours. I mean, it was like four or five hours that we sat there talking, a little bit of making out. Um, and he said, hey, I want you to meet my girlfriend. We're Polly." And I would like to continue this. So the next afternoon, I met up with his girlfriend and him for lunch. And then he and I went back to his hotel room and he beat the crap out of me. Uh, Totally consensually. In a good way. Very good (laughs) way. I was bruised from like the top of my thighs to the top of my ass. It was great. Um. And we exchanged numbers and we started texting back and forth. And texting and calling led to visits. And we would see each other at various conventions. And that went on for about a year and a half um, before I decided to move to New York. So that is how Mr. Klein and I met. How
1: romantic. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love that, like, it's almost like a slow burn, <laughs> you know?
0: But um, I, I will say this he is still nine, I guess we're not at nine years later. He is still insanely hot, but he's kind of like a golden retriever and that happy good, lucky irritating way. <laughs>
1: I definitely get the Golden Retriever vibe from him. I've only seen him like a few times and, you know, talked to him a few times when he's walked by you. But I totally get the Golden Retriever vibes. You've never seen Mr. Savage, have you? Like, um, I don't think so. I don't think you have because he's never coming in here. He's, I'm in my closet for anybody who doesn't know. Like, he doesn't come in my closet. Um, he's the complete opposite of a Golden Retriever.
0: <laughs> he's the Rottweiler. <laughs> Mr. Klein would would die if he heard me call him a golden retriever. Really? Yeah.
1: He, he doesn't he know would, that term?
0: Um, well, he might know the term, but he would not agree with it. Really? <laughs> he would be wrong.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely, <laughs> again, I don't know him very well. I've spoken to him maybe twice. <laughs> he seems like a really fun golden retriever boy. Like
0: He is high energy. Yeah. High energy everything um and he can be the most obnoxious person on earth but he never fails to make me smile Uh -uh. and he loves me deeply so i couldn't ask for anything more
1: that's amazing i mean yeah mr savage is one of the hottest people ever i've ever met to be honest with you like he's totally my again when i saw him when i first saw him i was like well fuck like this person is completely my type right Um, He was also completely different from my ex-boyfriend, who I, at that point, hated so deeply (laughs) for what he had done for me. Because if if you guys think of a Viking, like, what you think a Viking looks like, that's my husband. He's tall. He's got the crazy, like, he's got the shaved sides head, you know, with, like, the long kind of, like, not even a mohawk, but, you know, like, the middle is long Mm -hmm. and, like, braids it. Um, he's got light eyes. He's got a long ass beard. He's a strawberry blonde. He's got tattoos. He's great. I mean, and like his personality is totally like we vibe so well because I am de- we're definitely the grumpy sunshine in books. Like he's definitely grumpy, and I'm a very like bubbly, fun, charismatic person. Uh, And he is just, he hates the world. (laughs) He hates everybody.
0: Mr. Klein and I are opposite that. Yeah. But he is not traditionally the hot guy that I would usually go for. Yeah. Because I tend to prefer the bad boys with the tattoos. Yeah. And he is so not a bad boy. Clean shaven, short hair, no tats, um, but it works. He works it. Let me just say,
1: Mr. Savage looks like a bad boy. He is a, he's going to hate me for saying this. He's a fucking teddy bear. (laughs) He's not a bad boy. He's not, he just looks like it. That's just the vibe he wants to be. And that's the vibe he is. Um, He's also at this point more of like the, the dad, the dad vibe than anything, because when we met, I mean, we were both like that. Like, we were so young when we met. I was 21. Um, I, I'm i not the same person I was before, back then. He, neither is he, right? Like, I was fun. I had my nipples pierced. I had a nape ring, um, like, piercing. I I have my one very sad tattoo. Okay, it's, it's fine. I'll get covered eventually. Uh, <laughs> but um, now, like, and he took all his piercings out. I took all my piercings out. They were too much work. We were like, screw that, and we're just like the old married couple now, and it works. <laughs> it works really well. We're still hot as fuck, but we're just in a different, more matured hot as fuck. <laughs> you know, um, I yeah, and he's so funny. Like I've said this before, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met my whole life. Like he makes me laugh so much and it just makes me happy i mean obviously he's also really great in bed i've said this before he's digmatized me okay i married him because he digmatized me
0: mr klein is the same way
1: yeah i was like fuck well i'm never fucking anybody else again i mean not obviously you have a different opinion on that <laughs> for different reasons but um yeah it was it was great and like good for him because i was a prude crazy person when i first met him (laughs) from my upbringing (laughs) he kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit um but yeah we have we've changed each other in a good way um i don't think either of us wanted to have children when we first met we were young and we were like from there i have kids kids what are those (laughs) why would we ever do that Well, two kids later. (laughs) We have done that. (laughs) Side note, guys. uh, Trying, like, baby making sex. Like, when you're having sex to make a baby. Whole different level. In my opinion. I don't know if it's just me. Because I definitely have a little bit of a breeding thing situation. Because, like, of all the Omegaverse. Like, Mm -hmm. clearly I have that whole brain situation. Maybe a little bit of a kink there, but also I think it's because, my God, again, off the rails, but (laughs) I think it's because for me personally, like when I, even before, like, uh, Mr. Savage and I were monogamous for a long time. I was on the pill for a very long time. I took that shit religiously because I did not want to get pregnant before I needed to get pregnant. And when you have the, the freedom of like, the, and not the, the fear of, oh my God, what if I get pregnant? It's like a whole weight is lifted off your soul, shoulder and you're like, it's okay if I get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Although when I first saw that, uh, the, the two lines on that pregnancy test, freak the fuck out. Like I was a 16 year old again in that bathroom. I was like, oh my God, what are my parents going to say? <laughs> I was a married lady. <laughs>
0: like this was a like very planned thing. Well, if your parents are like mine, they think you're still a virgin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. uh matt immac- What is that? Immaculate? Not immaculate. Jesus.
0: Immaculate conception. Is it
1: immaculate? Okay. All I right. think so. We're gonna now go I'm- with it. You're the Christian. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't find this book. By the way, guys. I'll. I'll see if I can remember it for the next episode. But actually, maybe you guys know it. It's, I want to say it's Mia Knight. Let me look it up. I think it's Mia Knight. And she wrote this book about a mafia guy that has a one-night stand with this, of course, like, virgin. And she gets pregnant. And then she finds out shortly after that he's a mafia guy. And so she's like, I can't have a mafia guy's baby. Like, that's dangerous. So she fucks off. And, um like, runs away from him, and then he finds out that this bitch (laughs) ran from him, and he chases her down, and then, this is years later, I think the kid's, like, four or five, okay, He, he hunts her down, he finds her, and she's got a kid that looks just like him, and She has the balls to be potentially dating somebody else. No. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, and she's running from him this whole time. So when she sees him, she freaks out and he's in her house. Like he broke into her cabin because she fucked off to some place, some Montana, like backwards town.
0: What is this fucking book? It is so good. I don't know, but I need to read it now. (laughs) I know.
1: I got to find it for you. So good. I think it's Mia Knight. Is it me tonight? I gotta find it. I'm so sorry. I'm now. Everyone's gonna be so mad at me. Maybe it's not. It's and of course it's a Russian mafia guy.
0: <laughs> we have our Russian thing going
1: on. And you know it's really funny because I hate Russian guys in real life. They're such jerks. At least the ones I know. Um, I'll find it for you. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Maybe if you guys know, you can find you can tag us. But it is such a fucking crazy book. Was I listening to it on audio? It's gone Audible. I read it like years ago at this point. But that secret baby, it was a secret baby one. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't like a secret baby, but of course this was a dark mafia secret baby. So I was like, yes, give it to me.
0: How can you not like a dark mafia secret baby?
1: Yeah. Um and just, like, that scene of where he sees her, like, in this mafia, he tracks her down to this, I want to say Montana, I could be wrong, it's one of those states that have cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Look, I'm a Jersey girl, I'm a city girl, I don't know anything about the farms or the cowboys, okay? I just, not a thing don't judge me I'm sorry I don't mean to be rude I don't mean to insult anybody it's like that one <laughs> that scene that, I mean you you're from Tennessee you're a little bit better off with this stuff than me when I was, I was telling, we were talking about something and I was like yeah you fucked in that
0: horse house and you're like the barn <laughs> yeah she really did call it a horse house <laughs> I'm so sorry I don't know anything about it.
1: You're like a stable? A barn horse house. <laughs> yeah, there's ropes involved. Tackle? Is that what you mean? Tackle? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It was hot. Okay. Oh my god. I'll find it. I'm sorry, guys. I'll see if I can find it. I'll send it to Tori. But or maybe you guys know and you can you can message us and let us know about it. Um all these books, I don't know it was hot.
0: (laughs) It was hot. I loved it. Well, I have another question for you. Okay, go ahead. What do you think is the earliest example of a dark romance? Or do you think dark elements have always been there, but the subgenre has grown because traditional romance has somewhat shunned and shamed dark elements in romance?
1: I think the second, definitely. Because... I mean, yes, I think dark elements have been there from the beginning. Even the fairy tales that we read as children, those Bram Stoker fairy tales, the the first ones before Disney got to them are dark.
0: Brother Grimm is, oh my God.
1: Yeah. So I think that's always been there. But again, we've talked about this aspect of it. When sex is involved, dark is... Not meant to be because sex isn't supposed to be enjoyed by women. I sorry, side note, we'll come back to this. I just saw a TikTok about this lady reading like the 50s guide to marriage, like from the 50s, and in, in, I think it was Great Britain. And it said something like, When you're doing relations with your husband, you are to exhibit a passive face and only um, upon his release do a modest release a, a modest moan you're not because you're not supposed to like sex so like this is so ingrained in us as a society the whole women are not supposed to like sex Can you imagine you're, you're not supposed to I mean first of all he's probably horrible at it because it's the 60s and this is the way they brought up like females are not supposed to like it it's for procreation only it's for procreation only you're supposed to do it for your husband um it said something like if you um like never ask for it because you're not supposed to um your husband is supposed to be initiating it all the time you're never to initiate um you're never to say no by the way yeah um but anyway uh so yeah I think the elements always have been there. The first I can think of that's like a dark romance. It's probably The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty by Anne Rice. Have you read that series?
0: I got through part of it. I found it to be very dry.
1: I didn't like it either. I didn't care for it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. But that's the first one I can probably think of. Maybe there are other ones I'm, I'm not like. I haven't done a deep dive into research on it, you know, but off the top of my head, that's probably the first one I can think of. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was, like you said, dry and like kind of boring, very repetitive.
0: It, it read to me like how many positions can I put these people in mm-hmm. with nothing else? Yeah. And the positions weren't even fun.
1: No, and he, it, like it wasn't good.
0: It just, yeah, it just wasn't.
1: Yeah, it wasn't good. I didn't like it, but I wanted to read it because I love Anne Rice, and I love like you know, her vampire shit's amazing. I love—we all know—I love vampires, so I wanted to give it a try. And I read it on—I I listened to it on Audible. I tried. Well, I got through like half a book, and I was like, I can't do this. Um, and it was just so boring it's just boring yeah. but um yeah but that's that is there any more questions
0: um I've got one more okay what is your favorite dark romance sex scene and why or maybe if you can't pick your top three
1: oh my god all right you go first I gotta think <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Um, Zoe Blake's window scene.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that, too.
0: Um, that is definitely.
1: That's sweet savagery.
0: Sweet savagery. That is definitely in my, my top three.
1: Yes, me too. Put that down for me as well. <laughs> the other one that stands out is actually an Anna Zare's um close liaisons series it's the it's in a anti-gravity chamber and because the guy's an alien but he looks like a human but like a really sexy human i've talked about the series before um and they're doing it in a an anti-gravity chamber that he has that transports them into different worlds like in different places like he he brings her to a nightclub in LA and they do it in the middle of a nightclub in LA surrounded by people, but they're not actually there.
0: Ooh.
1: You know what I mean? Like, and she's freaked out because she thinks she's being watched by all these people. But of course, he's really good at sex, so he makes her come a bunch of times. And then she gets so mad at him afterwards until she realizes. It was all like illusion. Like they weren't actually there. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Anasir, it's a great fucking sex scene. So that's in my top three. Uh, what's the other one that I could think of? I don't know. I'm thinking back until all the sexy things I've read.
0: <laughs> I know. It's so hard.
1: It's very hard. Um I guess I have to I have to mention Addison Kane again because I I mean that that Born to Be Bound series is really hot. The first time they have sex, um, I really loved this the part where they're doing it like she's in heat, so they're doing it a whole bunch of crazy ways. And then it says something like, "The first three days have gone by, and the third day she feels a shift in him." because he's not just rutting her he like shifts her like doggy style and then like grabs her by the throat and then bites her um shoulder to claim her
0: mm-hmm.
1: while also like doing her from behind and she freaks out because she's being claimed and she doesn't want to be claimed oh that was hot it's fucking hot as fuck sorry but yes but no but yes <laughs> So that's probably my top three. I could probably change again tomorrow, but.
0: <laughs> We're going to go with that for today.
1: Yeah. I really liked that. I like the forced stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it, right? For all the questions we have? I believe so. All right. Well, if you'd like, I have... To finish off, hey, he's a 10, but game oh, I you. have
0: a couple of those for you, too.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: Let me find mine.
1: All right, I'll start while you're looking. He's a 7, but he is an 8-foot alien with a vibrating pee-pee. He's a 10. Okay. He's a 6, but he forced you into marriage.
0: He's another 10. He's a five, but he got a vasectomy for you. We're making it with the tens this tonight.
1: All right. He's a 10, but he's your boyfriend's dad.
0: Okay, let me just say that (laughs) given how much time I have spent with my boyfriend's dad today, (laughs) that does not raise him any favors. (laughs) <laughs> so i'm going to decline to answer that one
1: <laughs> all right fine i was thinking more of like your dad will do by katie robert uh, i completely forgot about your dad your boyfriend's dad situation we can scratch that one he's a 10 but he's a pyro with no limits. Fourteen. Um. He's a two, but he's a chef. Seven. He's a five, but he's a kind of. Oh we did that one last time. He's a five, but he doesn't shower.
0: Negative five.
1: I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here for you that I was kind of saving for Deta Vipers, but I think it I think we can talk about it here. You know how there are in every freaking romance book the man can smell the arousal. Of the woman, yes. Okay, it happened in *Dinner Vipers*, and it happens in other books. And I was like, "Is that is that a thing? Like that? That's not a thing, right? Like, okay, apparently it's a thing." I went into a little bit of a, a ADHD deep dive into can men smell when a woman is sexually aroused, and yes, yes, they can. There was a study done at the University of Kent and sexual arousal is identified as an emotional and physical state. And the findings were established through three different experiments where men processed the scents of auxiliary sweat samples from anonymous, sexually aroused and non-aroused women. What they found was that men evaluated the smell of the sexually aroused woman as relatively more attractive.
0: Fascinating.
1: And, yes, and this increased their sexual motivation. This suggests that the chemical signals of scent alone can elicit sexual responses in recipients. I'm horrified. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That makes me think I shouldn't read in public.
1: (laughs) I have the same. I was like, shit, I read in public constantly during work things. (laughs) And I have a psychology background. I did psychology. I did. I studied psychology in college. And I was like, how have I never thought of this before? Because we read it in so many books. It's not just a, an Omegaverse thing. It's like everybody seems to just, oh, like how many times we we like, oh, like you're lying to me. I can smell how aroused you are. I can smell how how much you want me mm-hmm. in books, right? I'm like, that's bullshit. And I loved it in books. And I was like, yeah, you can fucking smell. Yeah. And that's like, for some reason, Denna vipers inspired me to Google it. And I'm horrified. <laughs> I told this to Mr. Savage, and he, he's not impressed with me. He's like, this bullshit. <laughs> because he's like, you don't like the way. He's like, nobody likes the way sweat sells. Smell, sex, Jesus, sweat smells. And then I called him out on this bullshit. And I was like, no, I think you're lying. Because how many times have I told you, like, no, I have to shower first. Like, I haven't showered yet. And you're like, no, it's fine. Like, let's just have sex. Like, you seem to like it. Even maybe it's, like, an unconscious thing, but. Yeah. um, And he's, like, you never like the way you smell. Like, I smell when I'm sweaty. And I'm, like, again, kind of true, but kind of not true. Like, yeah, when you're gross and outside, like, digging a hole for the playground. Like, it's different kind of sweat sweat than when, you know, we're doing it. And it's different pheromones. Anyway, psychology one hundred and one with Natalia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go ahead, your turn. He's a five, but he took you to his dungeon to teach you good torture etiquette. The <laughs> <laughs> so, he's an eight. <laughs> He's a seven, but he hates all your male coworkers because they see you 40 hours a week that he doesn't. Oh man, he's, an, he's a 10. He's a 10 baby. He's an eight, but he kidnapped you, whisked you away to his private island, and expects you to do all the cooking and cleaning.
1: Oh, you had me in the first part. <laughs> I guess he's still a 10. He's got a private island.
0: He's a three, but he gets off on choking you during sex.
1: That's more of a you thing.
0: He's a five. I don't know. I've never tried it. Maybe I'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) My last one. He's a seven, but he lives in his mother's basement and is a bit of a mama's boy
1: negative five i concur although i do feel like the way you treat your mother definitely foreshadows how you're going to treat your partner but there's a limit there yes yeah
0: sometimes those apron strings need to be cut
1: 100 percent, or at least like loosened but quite a <laughs> bit
0: <laughs> well do you have any palate cleansers
1: I don't know. Do I have any palate cleansers? It's been a
0: rough week for you.
1: Yeah. Um, no, hang on. I'll look at some. I might. You go first. I'll probably, I'll come up with one. Do you have any palate cleansers? I do.
0: Um, I have really severe migraines, which you and I have talked about. Yes. Um, and I tend to have headaches more often than I don't. So Mr. Klein was getting ready for his dad's surgery and getting ready to go out of town and was incredibly busy, but he took the time yesterday to hang up a new curtain rod and to hang up my new blackout curtains in the bedroom.
1: Oh, what a sweet guy. What a golden retriever guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there was one more. I have read, I am so far behind. So folks, if I am supposed to read your arc, know that I will get to it. I'm just running behind. Um, But I read Relapse by T.L. Hodel. Okay, I've heard um, of it. Which is book five in the Order of Ravens and Wolves series. It is a bully romance. And it was fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. The series, the series is great. I'm going to make you read it, whether you like bully or not. You're going to read this one because you're going to love it. Um, because if you just picture the characters as older, it's got everything you want. Gotcha. Um, but it was just a really awesome book. She's got the the next one is coming out in a couple of months, which has got my favorite character in it. So I can't wait because I like the psychopaths. Me too.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, I'm not sure if I've talked about this book on the podcast. I know I've uh, tick talked about it, and I've talked about it to you personally. Have I talked about Deceptive Vows on the podcast?
0: By I don't
1: remember if we've talked
0: about it on the podcast.
1: Well, we're gonna talk about it again. Here we go. If we haven't, if we have, uh, great. If we haven't, even better. Um, deceptive vows by faith summers if you guys like zoe blake and her spanky russians you have to read this book i was i called like physically picked up my phone and called tori about this book it was awesome i could not handle myself okay um we all know I have a baby. I was cleaning out her room. I was taking all of her small, like, baby clothes out, putting her next size baby clothes in. And I was listening. I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to listen to an audible book while I do this. It will be a pleasant, you know, thing to listen to while I do it. And uh, I literally picked this book by the cover. Like, I didn't do any research whatsoever on this book, but one of my TikTok hot thirst trap guys is on the cover and i was like yeah i'll read about him (laughs) please (laughs) guys it is a dark mafia arranged marriage dual narration mistaken identity mistaken identity yeah it's so hot again if you guys like zoe blake and her like Russian mafia books like this is totally up that whole alley like some of it is very like I think either Faith Summers is a Zoe Blake fan or Zoe Blake is a Faith Summers fan like they're very similar like writing very similar characters um really good um and what I like about the audiobook is that it is dual narration so like all the male parts are done by the male character and all the female parts are done by the female character. Sometimes when I, I listen to the books and like if it's dual narration and like the guy is doing the girl's part, it's kind of weird and like takes me out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so hot. Guys, I was blushing reading this book. I, I still haven't finished it because I can't listen to it. <laughs> I'm like slowly going Slowly inching my way through it, uh, not because I don't want to, but because I like I'm dragging it out because I don't want it to end, kind of thing. The other part about this lovely book is that I um I may have accidentally left the Bluetooth speaker in my car go while I was going through a car wash.
0: <laughs> I did that with Priest. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah anointment oil (gasps) yeah i thought the little old lady at the gas station was gonna die oh my god
1: so the car wash i usually go to it's one of those like you leave the car and you get out and then you go pick it up at the end kind of thing so the man took my car (laughs) got in my car oh I I, i i thought i turned off my book i did not turn off my book Or restarted, I'm not sure. But I went to pick up my car at the end of the car wash where the guys are all, like, drying it, and there's, like, four dudes drying my car off while this guy is eating her out (laughs) from the first time. You found a new place to wash your car? I have to find a new car wash. Yeah, I can't go back there. I can't go back there. I can't. And they're all you can see them like smirking as they're like wiping my car down. Oh my god. I died. I oh, died. I my soul had lost my body.
0: You can't see her, but she is like bright red. Just remembering it. It's so bad.
1: And it's so mad because I love that car wash place. <laughs> Oh. So that's my palette cleanser. I talked about this on TikTok and some people were like screw it, double down, go harder next time. <laughs> like go in there with something else. Like go in there with priest or like assert your dominance. <laughs> and I I don't think I can do that. I want to. But I can't anyway that's our episode for, for this for this episode thank you so much thank you so much for sticking with us i don't remember i think we've recorded for a long time
0: yeah about two and a half hours
1: holy shit yeah all right well we missed last episode so you get an extra long episode this time thank you so much next week i promise we'll have dinner vipers. Yes. That's it. That's our episode. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take
0: care. Bye.